Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 17. We must put our whole trust in God. Christ the Beloved. My son, let me do with you as I will. I know what is best for you. It is but as a man that you think. Your feelings in many matters are swayed by the human way of looking at things. You and I, the learner. Lord, they are true, those words of yours. Your watchfulness on my behalf is greater than any care I could take of myself. A man stands in great danger of falling if he does not put his whole trust in you. Lord, do with me whatever you please. If only my will may stay fixed on you without weakening or wavering, whatever you do with me, it cannot but be good because it is your doing. If you wish me to be in darkness, bless you, Lord. If you wish me to be in light, bless you again. If you in your mercy comfort me, bless you. If you want me to pass through trouble, bless you just the same. The beloved, my son, that is the stand you must take if you would walk beside me. You should be as ready to suffer as to be happy, as willing to be poor and needy, as rich and well-supplied. The learner, Lord, I will gladly bear for your sake whatever you will to befall me. I wish to accept from your hand good and bad alike, sweet and sour, happiness and sorrow, and to thank you for all that happens to me. Keep me from all sin, and I shall fear neither death nor hell. Whatever troubles come upon me, they will do me no harm, if only you do not cast me off forever. Do not scratch out my name from the book of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight's reading is the first time that a chapter has had an extended dialogue between Christ and his disciple, Christ and the learner. We've had chapters where Christ spoke. We've had chapters where we, you and I speak to him. We've had chapters where there's been a little bit of maybe one response both speak, but not where they've had a back and forth like tonight. There's a real back and forth. 
Christ speaks, then we speak, and Christ speaks, then we speak again. And this chapter is teaching us that the, our salvation has to be a dialogue with the Lord. He has to begin. He has to initiate. But we have to respond. And the response that we have to give the Lord is not just a one-time thing. No, there's going to be constant responses. There's got to be fidelity faithfulness to changing circumstances. And once again, what we learn from this chapter is that our fidelity, our faithfulness, is not primarily doing something. It's accepting something. I will gladly bear for your sake whatever you will to befall me. I wish to accept from your hand, good and bad alike, sweet and sour. That's nice, isn't it? Sweet and sour. Happiness and sorrow. So we think that we have to do the will of God, which is true. But what we primarily have to do is accept or bear. That is to bear the cross. To accept and not fight against. Not try to twist God's arm not try to twist circumstances, not try to be manipulative. No, good and bad he sends us, sweet and sour, we accept. And who is the model for this? Well, and the first model in the Old Testament is Job, right? The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Or you might think of the book of Daniel. The three young men, the fiery furnace, they went from being persecuted to being lifted up. They were thought to be the wisest guys. Then later, fortunes turn and they end up in the fiery furnace. Or, of course, we think of our Lord himself, for whom Job is a preparation. Daniel, his three young men are preparations. There's a great triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And six days later, he's on the cross. There's good and there's bad, there's sweet and there's sorrow, there's happiness and sorrow. And what we have to ask the Lord is to keep us from sin. That's the main thing. He's the main actor. He's the main operator. He's the one directing us. He's the artist. We're the canvas, as it were. Or we're the brush in his hand. Or we're the marble for which the statue he's, he's making. And we want to ask to accept the blows he sends us. But we, and in so doing, we're asking to keep us from sin, from being unfaithful, to running away, especially when we're in sorrow, especially when things are not going the way we would like. The temptation is to go find some consolation somewhere else. You get fed up. Who can live this way for so long? And then we turn and we go down another path for a while. But it's precisely in that moment that the spiritual growth can happen. It's in that cross. It's in that state of desolation. It's in that state of, of feeling 
isolated, lonely, that if we can stay faithful to the Lord, if we can bear up under this, that great spiritual progress will happen. And much depends on whether we will be faithful to the end. Much depends on our persevering to the end. We don't, we don't have the right to see all that depends on it. But if the Lord leads us in darkness about the future, blessed be his name. But nothing is wasted with the Lord. No fidelity of ours, no good deeds, no acceptance is wasted. The Lord will use it all for his glory and our salvation and the salvation of those that we love and care about. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.